Welcome to Texas Businesses on the Rise. I'm Tatiana Chamorro, owner at High Digital Dallas and VP of High Creative. We interview business owners and their journey, dive into the do's, don'ts, and overall experience. We want to empower others by sharing experiences so we get raw and real on what it means to be a business owner. Stick around to the end of the podcast. We'll share great insights and reveal how you can be the next one interviewed. Let's do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Texas Businesses on the Rise podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and today we are chatting with Lauren Cadillac, and she's going to walk us through her business, why she does what she does, as well as give us some fire nuggets. So let's jump in. Hey, Lauren. Hi, Genesis. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here. Would you start off by telling us a little bit more about who you are, your business, and where you're located? Sure. My name is Lauren Cadillac. I am a a small business owner. I own a law firm called Cadillac Law. We are headquartered in Oak Cliff in Dallas, Texas, but we serve all of Texas because I'm a Texas lawyer. And thanks to pandemic, we don't actually have to go into court anymore. We can do it like we do now. So I can serve the entire state. Um, I established Cadillac Law in 2013, kind of on a part-time basis. And I did property tax protests only. And then I decided to segue into a full-time basis in 2016. And my focus is mainly real estate, estate planning, tax, property taxes, pretty much anything that has to do with living your life. Okay. I respect that. So then since you said all of that, so what pushed you into owning your own law firm? Well, um, that's, I'm going to bifurcate my answer. Bifurcate (laughs) is one of my favorite words, by the way. So um, first, why did I go to law school? I wanted to be a lobbyist. And I wanted to be a DC lobbyist because lobbyists technically run our country and uh, nobody knows who they are. And I really did not, I do still do not want to be uh, politically involved where I have to like campaign and people are like, oh, well, who were you married to? Or what did you do when you were 21? Because I really don't feel like I need to be accountable for those things to strangers. You know, I'm accountable in my personal life, but not to the general public. Um, and so I went to law school to become a lobbyist. Now, on the other hand, uh, when I came out of law school, I went into a corporate job where I could have gotten into lobbying and I was absolutely miserable. Um, you and I spoke a little before we started about nail polish colors and how that was a thing. And I think it's absolutely trash that, uh, how I wear my nails would be a thing, And I don't particularly care for uh, fitting in with a group. I'm not really much of a Kool-Aid drinker. So I was really incredibly miserable in corporate America. And uh, I had this this law degree and I had friends who had been practicing for like five years by by the time I came around to go full time. And they were making really good money. And I mean, really good money. So I was like, why am I wasting my life? in this sad group think everyone is like each other environment when I can go be myself, work for myself, do my own thing and help people who have been historically 
ignored and underserved. So that is how I came to run my own law firm. And I like that because in your story that you just shared, you could see how you pivoted. You tried, you had a law degree, you went to work in corporate America and you're like, "Mm, this is not for me. I really, I'm not going to be that cookie cutter girl and I'm not going to change who I am to appease to what other people want me to be. And then you easily recognize that that just wasn't for you and that's okay. But Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to someone who is aspiring to do what you did, but they just don't know how to take that next leap? So I guess for me, it was recognizing that I had a a skill set that was valuable. Um, I didn't practice law coming out of law school. I went to work for an evil corporation. And so I didn't recognize how valuable my JD and my law license truly were and what that could mean for me. So I think the key, if you're miserable working for a corporate evil or whatever it is that you're uh, miserable doing, is find out what skill sets you have that can earn you money And of those skill sets, which one do you like, right? There are some things I am really good at, but I just don't like doing. Like, I'm great at it, but it's not my favorite thing to do. So those kind of got set. I'm not going to do that. I want to go with what I'm good at and I enjoy. And when I found what I was good at and I enjoy could make me money, in my mind, it was a no-brainer. Like, why would I be miserable when I can find everyday joy in earning a living. That's beautiful. So let's dissect that a little bit for the listeners. So for all you listeners who may just be tuning in, we're talking to Lauren Cadillac on Texas Businesses on the Rise, and she pretty much gave us a great gem right now. And she says, you should do something that you love doing, but it also makes you money. Don't just do something because you're great at it, and then you end up being miserable. So make sure you take that gem and you deposit it, because that is definitely a needed tip. She also stated how, you know, she pivoted, and she learned how to pivot whenever she was doing a job in corporate America that she did not absolutely like, and she was not willing to lessen who she was or, you know, condition herself to fit in with the crowd when she knew that there was more to her. And she said, hey, I have a law degree and I'm going to use my law degree. And here she is owning Cadillac firm, doing what she loves and what she enjoys doing. So that brings us to the next question, Lauren. So Tell me about some of your success stories. (laughs) I got this question at a a job interview once. It's like, what are you most proud of that you've done in your life? And I was like, "Um, everything? Like, (laughs) hello? Uh, (laughs) Every story I have is a success story as long as I learned as as a result. I would say in terms of my business, Cadillac Law, um, I, in 2019, learned of an opportunity with the city of Dallas. They were asking for uh, proposals for a title clearing project. And I had a friend contact me and he said, Lauren, you've got to see this. This is like what you've been doing. And when I did finally sit down and read it, it was literally what I had been doing the last three years. Because as I went to practice law in Oak Cliff and I had the real estate background, I realized there was a real niche 
And this market had been completely ignored for the last 40, 50, maybe 100 years. So um, I was happy to fill in that void. And in doing so, I kind of created a program. And so the city of Dallas put out this bid. And um, I didn't go to any of the bid meetings. I didn't ask any questions. Again, I just got done telling you how little I like groups, right? So I was like, okay, I'll just go do this. And I wrote the bid and that was basically like rewriting my business plan. It was actually really good for me because they asked some questions that I hadn't really considered yet. And um, I wrote out the bid and then I had someone like make it look pretty. And then I submitted it and um, the city of Dallas chose me over, I think there were all together like five or six applications. Um, I know one of them was legal aid. So they like chose my little law firm with, I think at the time I had like, there were four of us. And they, the city of Dallas awarded us the contract. And so in terms of career, I knew, you want to talk about a pivot, I had applied, I hadn't even gotten word back from the city. And I just was like, I'm going to get this contract. I know this contract is going to be Cadillac Laws. I'm going to be able to feed my staff if there's an economic downturn. That was the whole point for me to get government cheese was to have security. My paralegal has five kids and I feel very responsible for them eating, right? And so... I'm like, I got to make sure we get paid in an economic downturn, so on and so forth. And so I just, I knew I was going to get the contract and I realized how big the contract could be for my career because it was going to be publicity and this kind of thing. And now I've had the contract for a year and I, I didn't really realize how big it would be. I had this idea, but I, I was nowhere near close. And, and in fact, during that time, while I was waiting to hear from the city, I actually decided to stop drinking alcohol in my, in my own life and really focus on my health because I realized that the healthier I was, the more good I could do for people. And the more good I could do, the more I would make and the bigger my business would grow and those kind of things. So. And I like that because what I heard from your conversation right there is mindset and how you had confidence. It started with an idea and that idea manifested into you securing that contract with Oak Cliff. But had you not had that confidence, had you not said, oh yeah, I know it. Like I feel this contract is going to be mine. And the fact that you said that you were responsible for your paralegal who has five children and you know that you needed the contract, but you also wanted the contract because you had other people who were relying on Cadillac law and you didn't want to let yourself down, let alone the people who are partnered with you because business is about a partnership and cultivating who you have because for businesses to be successful, you can't do it alone. You need other people who you could bring in their assets, their skills, and then grow it into an extra extraordinary, you know, business. And that just really resonated with me because here you are, this boss lady who's like, not just about Lauren, but she's also about her paralegal and the other people. And the other trigger thing was at the time you only had four people, you said. So I want to encourage the listeners, um, if you have four people or less, hey, you could still start your business. Don't wait till you have a bunch of people to say, yes, now is the time to start the business. Start the business now and take what you have and look what you can monetize. It's pretty much what Lauren told us in this conversation. I'm going to ask Lauren one more question, y'all, because 
her fire gems are like nuggets. I wish I could talk to her all day, but I have to be respectful of her time. Um, so I guess I want to backtrack a little bit, Lauren, and I want you to tell me what is one struggle that you had when you were at your breaking point where you said, you know what, I had enough with corporate America. Now it's time for me to take that leap of faith and launch out deep. What was that one struggle? Oh, it wasn't one. I actually, um, <laughs> no, I went I'm sure it was many. Oh, it was miserable. I hated that place. And it was like, it was like, an know, it was an invisible oppression. And I felt it everywhere I went. And then one day, I mean, I went through a terrible depression. Um, I had to be medicated. It was awful. And one day I said, I'm going to dye my hair purple. And I dyed my hair bright purple. I mean, I had my, the lady bleach it and then put purple on it. Okay. It was so purple. And I showed up and I get in the elevator and someone's like, they let you do that. And I turned to her and I said, I don't know about you, but my mom does not work at AT AT&T. There is nobody here who tells me what I can and cannot do. And then I got off the elevator and uh, I eventually left. So what it was is I became depressed and I was like, this is not me. These, this job is requiring me to be something I'm not. And that is killing me inside. I mean, it was literally killing me inside. And so I said, I'm done with this. And the minute I said that, the minute I showed up with my purple hair, and will they let you do that? Well, <laughs> last I checked, the police aren't here. So I'm not really concerned about what these other adults think about me as an adult doing. Um, or how I look. I mean, how dare they? So uh, I don't know, something just snapped. And I just was like, I'm done with this. You know, um, at the time, I had a useless husband. And I had my two kids. And so I was supporting like this other adult and two children. And it was this cushy job. And everyone's like, you can't leave that job. You can't leave that job. But if I didn't leave the job, I would have left this life. I was so sad and depressed. I was like, I'd rather be poor and happy. And I have to tell you, um, when I left full time from AT&T, August 1st was my, my last day. I made my AT&T income between August 1st and December 31st of that year. That so. is so beautiful. And that really just inspired me. But we could talk about that offline. Um, I, wanted, I want you to tell the listeners, um, Lauren, one more time how they can reach you, what are your social media handles, and if you feel comfortable, give your email address because I really feel like this segment will resonate with someone. Oh, sure, I hope so. Um, My firm is called Cadillac Law, C-A-D-I-L-A-C-L-A-W, and it's CadillacLaw.net. It's Cadillac Law on all the social media. Uh, My website is, uh, I just said, CadillacLaw.net. Uh, the number and phone number is 972-845-1200. And I have a very extensive YouTube, which is called Cadillac Law, where I talk about real estate, probate, uh, estate planning, property taxes, business property taxes, business related issues, pretty much anything I practice in, I've made videos about. And they are on my YouTube for everyone to access. I believe knowledge is power. So Cadillac Law, C-A-D-I-L-A-C-L-A-W. 
There you have it, listeners. This has been Texas Businesses on the Rise, and we had the pleasure of speaking to Lauren Cadillac of Cadillac Law based in Oak Cliff, Texas, but servicing the entire Texas area. Make sure you go follow her on her social media handles, or you could email her. Thank you again for tuning in to Texas Businesses on the Rise. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp. Until we chat next time. Hey there, this is Tatiana. Thank you so much for listening to Texas Businesses on the Rise. If you are a successful entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit highdigital.com slash podcast dash Texas slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show and include the hashtag Texas Businesses on the Rise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, highdigital.com slash Dallas. Or follow me directly on LinkedIn and Instagram at Tatiana Chamorro. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.